0: We we don't need to wear masks, though, because we live together. Oh, right. (laughs) Good morning, Cedar Valley. My name is Grant, one of the pastors here at the church. And this morning, I am joined by my wife, Leslie. Hi. We're going to get the service started off for you. We haven't gotten to do this since, like, back in April around Easter, I think, when we were filming everything at home in our basement suite stuff. It's good to be back. This is a lot of fun. We're excited. We're going to get the service going for you. Uh, but we're just really glad that you have chosen to spend your Sunday morning with us online or whatever part of the week that you're checking out the online service with us. We're just glad you're here.
1: We are. And if this is your very first time with us, a special welcome to you. We would love it if you would say hi in the comments, you can post on Facebook or, in, or um, YouTube. And you can also send us an email at hello at cedarvalley.ca. We would love to hear from you. We would love to get to know you a little bit um, and just welcome you into our community here.
0: Absolutely. And really for everybody, the best way to stay informed about everything going on, like we're right now in the pandemic digital age. So follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or head over to our website, cedarvalley.ca, sign up for our email newsletter we send that out weekly we've got devotional posts that go out we've got prayer stuff uh and just all sorts of different updates about what's going on in our church and community events so follow those things and pay a bit of attention to them interact with them and you'll you'll know all the good stuff happening
1: yeah you'll know about our reverse advent mm. we are not going to stop talking about this because it is so cool yeah so instead of getting something every day of december like you would on a traditional advent calendar we have a calendar for you that actually has items that we are donating to our food bank. So like household items or food items. And every single day you give one of those items to your like box that you've got in your house. And on Christmas Eve, we are all going to gather, well, not gather, but drive through and drop them off at St. Joseph's food bank.
0: Yeah, that's here in Mission, and it's not too late to start doing this, even though we're at uh, 3rd Advent already this morning, yep. you know what, you can still uh, join in on this thing because it's great, and if you're not even part of Mission, this local community, we're doing St. Joseph's Food Bank, but maybe you can do it with your friends, family, get some community together and do it for your own local food bank, but if you head over to our website again, that's cedarvalley.ca, you'll find a nice design calendar has got the some really well like highly suggested items highly needed items that you can do for every single day and yeah like we said this is our christmas eve service we are excited like that service yeah right for the community for god yeah that's fantastic what else is going on
1: well we have a really exciting thing for the kids to listen up to Mm. so back in april right around easter i don't know if you guys remember this but we did a pretty cool thing on minecraft
0: yeah do you remember this virtual minecraft easter egg hunt With the youth group, we have been putting together a winter wonderland map. It's fantastic. It's so Take cool. a look at it. All right. We did this because we know that a bunch of you, but well, most of you, those of you who are like 12 and under a few, a few adults too, love playing Minecraft and it's not snowing yet. But what we want to do is just hang out again online. That's a fun way to do it. So We're going to open up this next week. Stay tuned again to those social media channels. We're going to open up uh, a couple servers for if you have the Java edition or bedrock edition, this winter wonderland is fun. Hang out, explore a bunch, throw some virtual snowballs, decorate a virtual Christmas tree in there. And then there's
1: a pretty cool competition that will be happening.
0: Yeah. Well, tell us about it.
1: We are going to have a big snowman building competition. So that is on December 20th. Yeah, next be, Sunday. Yes, next Sunday, it'll be after church. So we'll give you a nice reminder on this uh, this live church here <laughs> to join. And it's gonna be really exciting. We're looking forward to it.
0: Sweet. Awesome. And so even though our church community isn't meeting in person, Right now, we're still praying for each other. We're supporting each other. We're reaching out into the community. We're building relationships because we're looking for ways that we can help our friends, family, our neighbors, just the community around us. And we have a prayer team here at the church. that's over 80. Actually, I think it's way bigger than that. We just we have a prayer chain because we love helping and supporting each other. And if you have a prayer or help or need request, you can head over to our website cedarvalley.ca slash pray. You can submit a request there. You can also just email us pray at cedarvalley.ca. a lot of just cyclical lingo here but even give us a phone call leave a message 604-826-2445 because we'd love to just send that along on our chain and find ways that we can reach out to you that we could pray for you that we could support you and just for this morning we're going to open up in a word of prayer
1: absolutely god thanks so much for this time together Um, thank you for the ability to gather like this how amazing is it that church is happening in everybody's living room Um, God, I ask that you would be with us in all of these different spaces and you would be speaking through um, the pastors today and all the messages that are going out, um, that you would be just teaching us more and more of who you are, especially in this Advent season. We are so excited to be able to dive in and really understand more of you and more of names of Jesus. And we just, yeah, really thank you for that opportunity. God bless the efforts that our church is doing, Um, the ways that we're being supported here, the ways that we're trying to give back to our community. I ask that you would bless that. Um, And I just thank you for our congregation, and I ask that you would be um, just really with us this morning. In your name we pray, amen.
0: Amen. All right, we're gonna get the service going here. We're gonna start off with a time of worship singing. There's gonna be lyrics on the screen, uh, some Christmas worship, so you can join in however you feel comfortable at home, sing it out nice and loud.
1: And after that, we have a really special message just for the kids. So stay tuned for that.
0: Yeah. And it's third Advent. So pastor Rob is going to be bringing us a third Advent message. We're going through different important names of Jesus. So today we're talking about the Prince of Peace and what that means in our lives. But before we get into all of that, if you're watching live, head over to the comment section of Facebook or YouTube and answer this question.
1: What is your favorite Christmas baking? Is it cookies? Is it
0: what is it? I, I like these little cookies. Well, any cookie that has peanut butter in it, but there's these ones that have like a little chocolate it's like, like the dabble kiss, in it. Oh, it's it? a Hershey. Oh, yeah. I guess yeah. that's a Hershey kiss. What's yeah. yours?
1: I really love sugar cookies that are all like decorated with Christmas things, Christmas shapes. I love it. It's so good.
0: Awesome. Well, let us know. We're going to have a great morning. See you Cedar Valley.
1: See ya.
2: Hey there, Cedar Valley kids, great to see you again. You know what, only one week of school left and then it's Christmas vacation, how great is that? I have a question for you. Have you ever wondered what it might be like to be, what it might be like to be a prince or a princess? You know, living in the castle, having a king and a queen for a mom and dad, maybe riding the white stallion, all of that really cool stuff what would it be like what would you look like how cool would that be and then knowing that one day you might get to rule the whole country pretty cool being a prince being a princess well here's my next question when you think of a prince how many different princes have you heard of Before maybe in stories, or in real life, or in movies, maybe in books? Well, what you can do right now, any princes or princesses that you've heard of, if you're watching this Sunday morning during the live stream, get your mom and dad to start typing in different princes and princesses that you've heard of before. Well, I've got a couple that I thought of, and let's take a look. Here's the first one, ah, Prince Charming. Ah, he was wonderful from the story of Cinderella. Another one I thought of, oh, the Prince of Egypt. That was Moses. I don't know if you've seen that movie. It's a great one. How about, oh, Prince Caspian from the Chronicles of Narnia, C.S. Lewis. Maybe you haven't seen that movie or read that book yet, but maybe in a few years, that's something you're really going to enjoy. How about another prince? Oh, Prince Humperdinck, you know, what? he was nasty. Your parents probably know who this is and maybe someday you'll get to see it as well, the movie that's he in. Um, what about some other princes? Oh, these are some real princes. They're not movie or cartoon or just books. Prince Charles, Prince William and Prince Harry. From England, one day, any of these could rule the country they could become king well i think there's another prince that i'd like us to look at Oh, this one right here born in a manger that's right just a baby you know in isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 one of the names for jesus is the prince of peace he was born specifically so that we could have peace with god you know the problem is is that we do stuff that we shouldn't do Uh, sometimes we say unkind words we do things that aren't nice and we think of thoughts that that really aren't good and that's called sin and that's a problem because god is holy and so, in our lives, when that bad stuff was going on, there's no peace with us and with Holy God. So, Jesus was born in the manger. One of the things that he is for us is he is the Prince of Peace. That's right. He brings peace between God and us. Now, that, that problem that we had with sin, Jesus does away with that, and now we have peace with God. How cool is that? The Prince of Peace. And that means that we can become friends with God, because Jesus brought us peace through coming to the world. And that is really great. Now, as we get closer to Christmas, We're not very far away, and you may be finishing off some stuff at school. And there's lots of things going on. Even right here at Cedar Valley, you've had the chance to build a gingerbread house. We're going to be judging those a little bit later on. And you've had the um, Advent book that you've been doing. Having lots of fun in there, I hope, and learning a lot of things about Jesus. And also the reverse advent calendar where you have been putting food in a hamper that we're going to take to the food bank on Christmas Eve. You have also, some of you are going to be part of the Christmas Eve story, telling of that. How cool is that? And also the other thing that I want to let you know about and your mom and dad got an email is Mission Christmas Cheer that means it's christmas cards from kids to seniors maybe some lonely people who live in mission what you're going to get to do is to make a christmas card i love this one it says merry christmas Here, and there's a picture of a a tree. It's all colorful and lights. And then what you can do, you can color a picture. And then on the inside, you can maybe write a little bit about yourself. Maybe your first name and what school you go to. And then you can write a note of Christmas cheer to someone and we're going to collect all of these at the end of next week and we're going to bring them just some seniors who are maybe lonely, they live in places where not, they don't get visits very often, but this will bring them some Christmas cheer. Oh, there's so much stuff happening now at Christmas but it's so good. One more thing that I would like you to do during the rest of this Christmas, our Sunday morning service, why don't you take a paper And draw maybe a prince or a princess. Color them. Or maybe you've got some Lego you can build a prince. Maybe storming the castle or defending the castle. And as you think about that, then also maybe write or draw something. When you think of peace, what do you think of? That would be a great thing to do later on today. And remember, we do this because now we're friends with God. Jesus has brought us peace, because he is the Prince of Peace. Have a great week, and we will see you soon.
3: Hi, my name is Karen. Today is the third Advent, and I will be hanging the third ornament on our tree. And I'll be reading from this book, The Names of Jesus. His name is Light of the World. In a world full of darkness, Jesus declares that he is the light and the answer for darkness. Christmas is a season of lights and each little glow reminds us that this is the time we celebrate the light of the world. Jesus is more than a gift. He's the greatest giver. Jesus is more than a tree. He's the Savior who died on one for us. Jesus is more than tinsel. He truly is the light of the world. In Isaiah 49, the Lord said, It is not enough for you to be my servant, raising up the tribes of Jacob and restoring the protected ones of Israel. I will also make you a light for the nations to be my salvation to the ends of the earth. And in John 8, Jesus spoke to them again, I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life.
4: Hey, Cedar Valley, and welcome to Third Advent. We've been going through an Advent series on the names of Jesus. Last week, we talked about Jesus as the Messiah. Week one, we talked about Jesus and what that name means. This week, we're looking at Jesus, the Prince of Peace. And to give us a, a running start at that, well, actually, we've already read that with the placing of the ornament on our Christmas tree. So we're gonna go back to that particular verse found in isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. here's the end of it but i'll read into it this will be the heart of what we want to look at though very shortly the text says for a child will be born for us and again this particular english version is the uh, christian standard bible from which all of our ornament readings are are coming from for a child will be born for us a son will be given to us and the government will be on his shoulders he will be named wonderful counselor mighty god eternal father and prince of peace so there in a verse are four of the names for jesus out of the 198 which we previously talked about so let's 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 take a look at them briefly and then will land on the Prince of Peace. Wonderful Counselor is sort of like a title for a king. Uh, Someone who plans and takes action on those plans. Someone who will do, as Isaiah says later, actually, in Isaiah chapter 25, verse 1, he will do marvelous things, things planned, or the word there actually is counseled long ago. Mighty God refers, of course, to his power, as a warrior. And this reminds me of one of my favorite bits of poetry in the Psalms, which is this. And so, I find, when I read this, uh, I think it's helpful for me to even close my eyes just listening to it and then imagining the wave upon wave of power that you hear here. So, you're welcome to do that. Otherwise, it's Psalm 93 verses 3 and 4. Listen to the rhythm of it, though. The seas have lifted up, O God. The seas have lifted up their voices. The seas have lifted up their pounding waves. Mightier than the thunder of the great waves, mightier than the breakers of the sea, the Lord on high is mighty. Mighty God. Everlasting Father stresses His um, enduring compassion and protection and provision like the ultimate father who won't let us down. And then Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace is the name that describes his rule. A rule that will bring completeness and restoration and wholeness to individuals and to society. You're going to hear those three words used a lot in this sermon for this reason because that's what peace means in the Bible. Not just the absence of conflict, but the presence of completeness and restoration and wholeness. In the Old Testament, it is the word Shalom in Hebrew. In the New Testament, it is the Greek word Eirene, to which we get the English words or for which we get the English words, restoration, wholeness, and peace. I'm looking down there, there they are there for you. (laughs) The core idea then, and I'm borrowing from languages expert, Tim Mackey of the Bible Project, is that life is um, is complex. It's full of moving parts and dynamic relationships and out of control situations. And when things are out of alignment or they're just flat out missing from our lives, our shalom, our completeness, our wholeness breaks down. Our life is no longer whole and it needs to be restored. And so as a verb, to shalom is to bring about completeness and restoration and wholeness. For example, King Solomon brought shalom to the unfinished temple when he completed it. A neighbor would bring shalom to his neighbor by restoring his neighbor's crop if his animal accidentally, his livestock, accidentally chewed and destroyed uh, their crop. And when rival kingdoms stopped fighting, they would bring shalom to each other, not just by ceasing to knock the snot out of each other, but by doing things that would be of mutual benefit. And I'll give you one last example of what I'm talking about here and bring it into the picture to give you a visual of where... uh, Where we're going. Here we go. I hope you can see that, but you can see here a puzzle and you have a sense probably what this puzzle is, but it's incomplete. It's not whole. It needs restoration. It needs the last pieces, right? So I'll see if I can do this upside down. There we go. Uh, No, that's not right. Yes, that's correct and that I am actually not very good at puzzles, so it took me a while to do this. <laughs> and there you go, et voila. Oh, hold on here, there we go. Adding these last pieces, these missing puzzle pieces, adding them is an act of shalom because it completes the puzzle and makes it whole. That's a great movie, by the way. Great to go, Charles Schultz. I'll put that back there. And bring this back here. All right. This state of Shalom, completeness, restoration, wholeness, is what Israel kings, they were supposed to cultivate, but it rarely happened. So the prophet Isaiah, from which we read earlier, looked forward to a future king, uh, a prince of Shalom, whose kingdom would have no end, actually, or as it is read in the Christian Standard Bible from which we're reading, this or the Jesus' dominion will be vast and its prosperity will never end. That's Isaiah chapter 9, verse 7. Isaiah's words are fulfilled with the arrival of Jesus. When Jesus is born, Shalom or in the New Testament Greek, Arene, is proclaimed, as the chorus of angels said, glory to God in the highest and peace, Arene, on earth to people he favors. To which we should ask, actually, and who does God favor? Or as another Bible translation puts it, on whom does his favor rest? And the answer to that is really pretty simple. It rests on those who believe that Jesus is the Prince of Peace, who brings completeness and restoration and wholeness to the brokenness of our world. This peace, then, is it's available to everyone, but it can only be experienced by those who place their trust in Jesus, It's sort of like moving from a free trial period to a paid subscription. Netflix, for instance, is available for everyone, but we only benefit from it once we subscribe to it, once we commit to it. Peace, Shalom, irene, is for those who commit to the Prince of Peace. Peace. It's it's as Jesus said to his disciples, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. And it's not like the world's kind of peace, it's more like this. The offer is this then, restored relationship with God, wholeness of self, completeness with others. And that's where we're going to spend the rest of our time. So let's start with restored relationship with God. Last week I spoke about Jesus as the Messiah. The one who was approved by God, anointed for God's purpose, which was to fix a problem that humanity cannot fix on its own, namely the defeat of evil and death. But it's not enough to to hear this or just to know this, like the free trial period idea. We have to decide for ourselves if we believe this or not like the paid subscription idea, we must decide if we need our relationship with God to be restored. So this this requires some honesty with ourselves. We live in a broken world. The evidence is all around us. It it is needing shalom. It is needing ereine. It is needing restoration and completeness and wholeness. And we are sometimes part of that problem that misalignment that incompleteness we think and we say and we do destructive and hurtful and ugly things like on the regular the bible tells us that we are badly misaligned with god's desire for us which is to be loved by him and to entrust ourselves into his care we are Rebels we we go our own way we cut ourselves off from the source of life who is God we need then someone to restore our relationship With God this is where our healing begins When we make this choice for ourselves to believe in and follow Jesus the Messiah The one who can fix the problem. We can't fix for ourselves one of the Bible authors Paul puts it this way, since we have been justified by faith, that is to place our trust in Jesus, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, therefore, because of this, there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Peace with God, no condemnation, because of the Prince of Peace. And then, Wholeness of self as our second point. So, I'd like to ask to think about this for a bit. We'll spend a little more time on this point and to think about it in three different ways. Uh, And they are namely uh, a proper self assessment, uh, a proper self love, what? A proper self grounding. So, self assessment. Let me ask, how do you see yourself? um, Like, do you see yourself crushing life? really doing well or barely getting by? Do you see yourself as beautiful and confident or not much to look at and a bit anxious? Brilliant and creative or destructive intellectual dud? Loved by God or loathed by God? Here are some of the things the Bible says about those who believe in and follow Jesus, the Messiah. You are made by God knitted in your mother's womb by God. You are spiritually born again, adopted as a child of God, to live physically one day with God. You are holy and dearly loved by God, enough that God would give his life for you, and he did. That's how inherently valuable you are. You have been made new, and you have God's spirit transplanted into you. You are called and you are chosen. You are a priest. You are a saint, not a sinner, a servant, a steward, and a soldier. You are a citizen of heaven and an ambassador of Jesus Christ. Now, think about these things the next time you look in the mirror and let God's opinion of you trump your own. Secondly, as it relates to self-love, the Bible says that we are to love god and to love others you may know the end of that as we love ourselves what is what is then proper biblical self-love is it sort of like "Mm, you are awesome a lot of arm kissing and hand kissing and thinking too much or thinking only of ourselves no of course not it's It's to care well for ourselves like we would care well for others it fascinates me when i when i speak with people and ask them something like so what counsel or encouragement would you give someone in your situation and they say something really good and yet they They don't apply it to themselves or I might ask them would you allow such and such a bad thing to happen to a a friend or someone you love and yet they would allow that to happen to them or I might ask them if you knew someone had a legitimate need would you not try to do something to meet that need and help them out and yet they don't take very good care of themselves It's as the same author Paul says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 29, feed and care for your body, just as Christ does the church. Now, this isn't to ignore other verses Paul wrote, like let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others, which you can find in Philippians chapter 2, verse 4. But it is to strike the balance. Like even in that verse, Philippians 2, 4, God isn't saying that we shouldn't be concerned about our own interests, just not them only. Which makes sense if God loves us as much as our neighbors. Maybe you could put it this way. Be as kind to yourself as you are to others, unless, of course, you're not very kind to the other humans, in which case be kinder to both. Speak the truth to yourself. Don't allow others to abuse you. Eat, exercise, sleep, take care of yourself for heaven's sake. And then lastly, self-grounding. I think one of the key questions of these days through COVID has been, how can I live at peace when so much Is out of alignment or is just flat out missing? It's a a really good question, actually. To which Paul has this answer for us in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. He says this, Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Again, this is the second reading from our placement of the ornament this morning. So, Paul's antidote to misalignments and what is missing is to pray. To give thanks for what is good and to ask for help as we need it. As we do this, as we fix our eyes on the author and perfect of our faith, Jesus, God's peace will begin to fill in our cracks. I had this very experience this week actually, preparing for this teaching. I've been working on this teaching for a couple of hours before I took a lunch break. I I didn't save any of my work at that time. I know that's bad and I think you now know where this story is going. I made my lunch. I sat back down at my Surface Pro. I opened my doc only to find that my document was not at all interested in opening. My first thought was panic. Panic's pretty normally situations, right? My second thought was pray. So I did, I prayed and while I prayed, God settled me. I went from anxious to peaceful. Not because anything had changed. I had lost, or so I thought, the first half of my teaching after hours of work pouring into it. It didn't just magically come back. God just gave me a peace that surpassed my circumstances. Then I Google searched a solution, and I was able to retrieve my document out of Autosave, which was like, thank you. Now to wrap up, because Jesus restored our relationship with God and deposited his powerful spirit within us, and because he grounds us in his love and his proper assessment of who we are, he is asking us to bring on that shalom wherever we can, in his name. Again, as Paul says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. This application is specific to relationships, so we can take this idea of bringing shalom to justice pieces, creation peace, lots of other applications. But let's start here. Maybe we could say it this way, as it relates to relationships. Don't be the reason for an unpeaceful relationship with another person. This said, actually, Paul in this text gives two conditions. So when he says, if it is possible, that's one. And then as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. As far as it depends on you is the second. So Paul's a realist. He knows that sometimes conflict is unavoidable. Sometimes it just happens. And sometimes people just aren't interested in making peace with us. So what can we do? We can take responsibility. We can admit when we're wrong. We can stay teachable. We can apologize. We can forgive. We can ask forgiveness. We can make reparations. And we can make the first move towards those reparations, towards restoring and bringing wholeness and completeness in the relationship. So Jackie is way better than I am at making the first move towards restoration when we've had difficult discussions, but I I am learning. That's our relational dance actually. Jackie wants to resolve as soon as possible. She moves to me, I retreat, I'm processing. She's already processed. We are learning to meet each other in the middle. She's moving slower towards me and I'm moving faster towards her. We had such a dance like this this week. It was a it was a difficult conversation, but it wasn't mean, it wasn't hurtful. You probably know, it just it just left a, a kind of sticky negative emotional residue. But by the power of Jesus Christ in both of us, and I mean that, because left to myself, I would still be processing. We heard each other out and moved towards each other at our own sort of paces so that our whole night that evening wasn't robbed by the residue of that discussion. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So, peace takes some work because it's not just the absence of conflict, though that might be a good start. True peace requires taking what's broken and restoring it to wholeness personally and with others with that then i'll leave you with our group discussion questions and as you're looking at those i'll close in prayer and then hang tight grant and i will just go live and unpack these together so let's pray <sighs> Hmm. father thank you for um for Jesus who is our Messiah, who is our Prince of Peace. Thank you that at such a time as this where there's lots that we're missing or there's lots of misalignment, where there's incompleteness and uh, a lack of wholeness, you've invited us to look to you. Now that's hard sometimes, admittedly, and I don't always do this perfectly, that's for sure. But that's part of your grace with me is to journey with me like a good father and to say, we're going to keep doing this, son, because I love you and I want you to know that I'm always there for you. So sometimes I turn to you quicker than other times, but I am learning that that's the best way to manage the states that we find ourselves in like this where we're missing things, where things are out of our control. So thank you that you've told us we we don't need to worry, but you don't shame us when we are. You've just given us an answer, a a help, which is to turn towards you, to thank you for what is good, to um, ask for what we would need to get through. But more than that, just to keep our eyes focused on you. May we continue to do that through this season as long as this season continues. And on that note, Father, uh, I continue to pray that you would bring uh, relief and you would deliver us from this season of COVID sooner than later uh, because, wow, we are are aching for that kind of restoration, that kind of return to uh, some kinds of normal. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. God bless Cedar Valley.
0: Thank you for joining us, everybody. It's been a great morning, third advent already. Yeah. Just coming up to Christmas Eve real fast. fast. Yeah, no kidding. We don't have the white snow sheets yet, although I don't know. We're recording this on Friday, so maybe it will be by then. Maybe. Yeah. I'm okay with that, though. Yeah, we don't have to drive to church, so. That's right. <laughs> or the snow. Yeah. But you know what? What we do want is for this to be something that's not just you watch it in the morning and you, you finish off there. This is something that we want you to work on the, through the rest of today yeah. with your family, with your friends phone a friend, phone somebody, uh, hit up Zoom or Skype, whatever it is, but just kind of chew on this and, and work out uh, this morning's message, the worship, the prayer from this morning into yeah. your week going on and talking about the Prince of Peace this morning. Yeah, the Prince of Peace.
4: So let's tackle these. Yeah. Even before we went on camera, just now we're like, okay, these, this is this is sort of like abstract. This might be more practical and we'll talk about those things. Mm. But how does the Prince of Peace govern his kingdom. So abstractly, governance, fair. Uh, Is he about equality? Is he about justice? Those are words that ring. But I actually stopped here at Prince, Hmm. and uh, Pastor Doug alluded to it in his uh, presentation to the kids around princes and what they are. I thought, "Why? why isn't He's like the king of peace. Mm. (laughs) Why is he a prince of peace? Yeah. Right? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Well, I've
0: even thought of that because I I was even writing some stuff for a Christmas Eve service and I want to use the terminology like king, but the Bible actually says prince regularly. Yeah. Right.
4: So in that culture, it would have had the power. It would have been the ruler like the princes that Pastor Doug talked about. But it's interesting anyway to think, well, well, who's our prince? The prince is the son of Hmm. the king. Who is Jesus' son of? That's right, ah. eh? So yeah. it kind of works, which I, which I like, but Prince of Peace. So I, I think what we're trying to imagine with you is where do you see his uh, peace at work? Either your involvement in it or you're watching it happen and you think, oh, with, without him sort of governing, it might not happen. Right.
0: Yeah. One, and I think, you know, I, I'm thinking of a way to simplify this idea in my mind is that, how does the prince of peace govern his kingdom and you know rather than this big abstract theological thing yeah. i think he works it out through his bride through the church yeah through our yeah. our obedience to him right I, um, I agree which which segues nicely into the second question
4: i think right which is how can you bring the shalom how can you bring peace in the name of the prince of peace yeah. so what are your thoughts on that
0: well I, i'm i'm inspired by you know we have like there's an endless history of the church being uh, front runners in social justice, in peacemaking. Uh, even here in Canada, specifically the Mennonites, we've been the first ones on finding ways to have non-violent efforts in wars when we've had international conflict, stuff like that. Uh, That's right. First on health care, first on providing. And I think right now we're right in the midst of exactly that. You know, we do have government systems and a social structure that has incredible healthcare and resources like that, but there's a personal need that everybody is feeling a loss of now that isn't, you know, can't be achieved through the cameras like this as well. And I think we need to find every single thing we can do from prayer to making the extra effort of a phone call. Like I'm a millennial and I hate talking on the phone. (laughs) Right. And so right. we got a lot of yeah. millennials listening to yeah, and Gen yeah. Z who I don't even know yeah. how to hit the buttons. Yeah. But uh, maybe we start talking. Never mind a rotary phone. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. an app for it. Yeah. Sure. Right. That's true. Yeah. Maybe it's that extra effort, right? Or, or going for yeah. the walks, like we we've been given the ability to have some safe, you know, outside yeah. fresh air walks to uh, even sending out cards or just gifts, right, to your neighbors. Like, I think any effort we can do while still being safe with the midst of a pandemic, but bringing as much human connection is right now our shalom that we can bring.
4: Yeah, I think it's a great point. And I was talking to one of our members last night, actually, who, and maybe this is a specific application or broader point, maybe we need to slow down mm. a little bit. And uh, this particular member uh, was out on a walk and they ran, didn't run into someone, but they, they ran into someone and kept keeping distance, but they had a conversation and just stopping and giving that person that time might be, because we're all craving it so badly. Right. Some of us less than others for sure, but uh, it's, it's, a, it's a missing piece. It is a, a brokenness, the, the connection we have, the incarnation, it's okay to zoom, it's okay, to. but yeah. this is incarnate, that's how we're wired, right? So uh, that's true, I, I, that's a good example I think, it's just slowing down, but we were talking about this before we went live here, about and I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out to Eden Mennonite Church. So mm. well done Eden Mennonite. Yeah that's right. So there is an article in the Chilliwack Progress this week online or if you get it in paper form, same place, same people, talking about Eden Mennonite and how they have partnered with several organizations locally that is in Chilliwack to just help them out. So they've opened mm. up their kitchen so that bowls of hope in Chilliwack are pumping out bowls of soup by the dozens and actually the hundreds to feed kids in the school uh, system district 33 hmm. who come to school hungry and and other things like that uh, well done I think that's how we can bring some shalom to there's a Absolutely. bit of brokenness there they come to school hungry how can I who's and I love the idea of partnering yeah. with other people other organizations might, might not even be churches or even parent churches but people who are knowingly or not looking to Bring shalom.
0: Absolutely.
5: Like
0: that's super cool. It is super cool, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well done, Eden. Yeah. And that's, that's a sister church to us as well, yeah. just out there in Chilliwack. So that's right. I think this gives me a good sense of kind of just how to really brainstorm this. Like really, yeah, we are the outworking of this, partnering with Jesus Christ, the incarnate. We're yeah. celebrating the season. So it's not just a story yeah. that's off. This is, we're part of it. Yeah. And yeah. it's
4: not just for Christmas. Yeah. Right? Nice. It's It's a kingdom Absolutely. thing, right?
0: Excellent. So you know what, hopefully that is enough to get you going. Uh, Keep this dialogue going, throw it in the comments. We'd love to interact with you, see how this can go, or send us an email, get in touch with the church. We'd love to just, yeah, whatever it takes to get one of the pastors in touch with you if you have those kind of questions or comments. But uh, for now, thank you for joining us this morning, and we'll see you next week.